Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another conversation with my name is Terrence Fox. I'm the head of innovation and sales with iAdvise. It's a pleasure to have you as always. Uh, a little bit later in the day, but this is for a good reason. We have a very special guest today. Uh, and today's topic is actually a favorite of mine. Uh, and it's all about understanding the employee experience and actually what that means for your customer experience, right? Because they are connected. Uh, and as I was, I was just making this joke before the session, as a huge fan of the uh, Office, both the English and the US version, uh, the movie Office Space, it was very easy for me to daydream about negative employee experiences. And uh, on a more serious note, obviously 2020 brought about some seriously new challenges for employees worldwide. Today, I'm joined by Annette Franz, founder and CEO of Customer Journey, Inc., author of Customer Understanding, the guide to putting the customer in your customer experience, uh, and in my opinion, the guiding beacon we all need in this time of incredible chaos. Uh, so without further ado, Annette, it's a pleasure to introduce you. Thank you so much for having me. And I just have to say, I love that music that brings us into the start of the live session. It was just kind of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It, uh, you know, Fritz does a hell of a job. We keep him around for a reason. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for having me. And yes, this is a great topic. I love to talk about employee experience. So uh, before we dive in, Annette, uh, tell me a little bit about how your restricted living and isolated life has been the past, uh, we're coming up on a year. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Last 30 years now. I'm just yeah, kidding. I, yeah. I've been working from home for the last 20 years. So, mm -hmm. um, no, the last year has been really interesting. And, you know, for me, it's brought about some really cool things. Um, mm -hmm. My kids now live with me full time. And so I didn't have to be alone every other week while, while they were away at their dad's. But um, they are now with me full time. So that was a really um, special addition to uh to things over the last year but you know it's um it's spent a lot of time i think like a lot of people have done really sort of reevaluating what's important where the priorities lie and, and um yeah that that's probably the big the big thing for me over the last year yeah uh you brought up kids if if i can relate for just a second i i my daughter is 14 months old so annette i had that easy stage where she was essentially a hot potato we could put on the couch and she'd stay there. <laughs> and then she started to talk and started to move and walk and now we can't keep up. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, mine's 16 and the uh, other one's almost 19. So it's a whole different world. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so, okay, I can relate for sure. But yes, uh, invaluable, incredible family time yeah. uh, is yeah. definitely absolutely. Nice um, have you been uh, engaging with any new podcasts or books or anything like that that uh, you've been happy with? Well, so my boyfriend got me in a subscription to um, Masterclass. And oh, so cool. I've been, you know, it's it's been it was a busy second half of the year last year. But for those rare moments when I've got a little bit of spare time, I've been uh, digging in there and just learning about all kinds. It's not just business. It's cooking. It's writing. It's, yeah. you know screenplay it's music it's whatever you uh, are interested in so so yeah so that's been a really um that's been a really uh, fun addition to my life for sure mm. um i haven't done that i've heard good things about it so it's something to keep in mind and uh possibly i'll re-gift that gift idea yes it's uh it's definitely a worthwhile it's priceless it really is um annette you do so much work around the customer experience uh, i want to ask you in your own consumer behavior, have you had a particularly memorable experience or a brand that you had a great interaction with 
uh, or you know, negative too. Uh, is there anything that comes to mind in your own uh, behavior as a consumer? Um, you know, I can do one of each, right? You know, for okay. me, memorable good has been, um, you know, Delta Airlines over the over the last year. Now, obviously, we haven't. I haven't traveled in the last year or or ten months, but yeah. um, Delta Airlines. That was actually the last airline that I traveled. March 9th of last year. That was my last trip, and you know, they took they took great care of me. It was an unfortunate circumstance where I traveled to Atlanta and didn't get the email from the client that the meetings for the week were canceled until I arrived in Atlanta. So, oh, uh, <laughs> and to uh, turn around and come back. But you know what? They've um, you know they took great care of me. And, um, you know, the things that they have done over the course of, you know, through the pandemic, um, you know, in terms of their messaging, just the things that they're doing to take care of their people, to take care of customers on the planes and those kinds of things has been just phenomenal. On the flip side, um, and and that's maybe that's not fully digital, right? Some yeah. components of that are digital. The other components are, you know, very, very much human. Um, on the flip side, uh, uh, on the negative side, I had an experience with my insurance company where, you know, I was on the app. I'm looking at a claim. I have mm. a question about a claim. I submit a message and um, it tells me to go and send an email. So I send an email. I'm sorry. Um, the, it tells me to go to the website to send the message through the through the website. Yeah. The app. Already clunky. Go ahead. Yeah, so clunky. So I, I go and do that, but it gets better, right? So they respond, you know, maybe two days later, which was, mm. I guess, okay. Um, and the response was not through the app. It was not through the through my online account on you know on a, on a computer browser. It was an email with a fax attached. They <laughs> huh. had faxed a pd they had faxed somebody had responded to my issue as a fax pdf yeah. it put an email and sent it to me and i was like wow what just happened here <laughs> yeah was your palm pilot or buzzer also going <laughs> <on>? <laughs> uh <-huh>. seriously <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you bring up flights uh i do have to call him out because i love doing this to him but uh fritz has you beat he sent me to san francisco march 12th so <sighs> two days after you oh but same scenario, I got there and it was canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, nope. Now, uh, Annette, similar question, and then we'll get to the meat of today's discussion around employee experience. What have you learned right. about yourself? How have you changed in terms well, of your behavior? <laughs> the biggest thing that I've learned is that I do not need to hoard toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure everyone learned that pretty quick. <laughs> you suddenly learn how long a whole pack can last you. And it's certainly not necessary to have 80 rolls or 80 packs. <laughs> yeah, something tells me there was a lot of toilet paper forts uh, throughout the country yes. uh, April and May yeah. of this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think probably the biggest thing that it has, it's this isn't, um, this isn't a change in behavior, but I think what it did is it reaffirmed that I love online shopping. Um, yeah. I love the convenience of it. Uh, it's just, you know, when you work from home and you've got a busy schedule and you've got kids and you've got everything going on that you do, having the convenience of shopping online is just, it's great. And yeah. I've definitely done it more in the last year than I, than I ever have, but obviously, and I think a lot of us have, but, um, it just sort of for me reaffirmed that, um, that, uh, I do love online shopping. I think the other thing that, that I think probably all of us learned is that while 
you know, and this may not be related to being a consumer, and maybe it does because, you know, we still love to go to the stores and everything. But I think that we learned that we crave that human interaction yeah. and that it's not just about, you know, hey, the packages showed up at the front door or whatever, you know, when the delivery person actually knocks on the door. It's like, wow, I actually get to, you know, talk to somebody. So yeah, no, I, I think that's a, I think that's a big learning force. I think maybe we all took that for granted that, you know, we get to, you know, we have these human interactions, but I think we realized just how much we really crave being with other people. Yeah, I wonder how subconsciously Fritz and I, when we uh, birthed this idea a little while ago, if it was tied to the fact that we don't get to talk to anyone else, it'd be great to talk to someone else. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, so today's topic is about employee experience. Uh, Annette, if somehow someone doesn't know who you are that's listening today, and I'd be uh, wildly surprised that they didn't know who you are, at least your face, and have seen some of the things that you've been attached to as it pertains to customer experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about your career journey, how you got into this, your background. For sure. So I, you know, I started in this space back in the early 90s at JD Power and Associates. I there was no sort of, you know, oh, moment, you know, or anything mm -hmm. like that where I said, oh, I want to be in this customer, it wasn't even called customer experience back then. But, you know, I saw an ad in the paper for a position at JD Power and Associates, and I love math, I love writing. And so as a market researcher, those are two pretty key, yeah. <laughs> pretty key requirements, right? So, so, and then for me, it would just, it just sort of snowballed from, from, from there because it was, uh, it was all about listening to customers and helping businesses improve the way that they do business and the way that they deliver, you know, for their customers. And like I said, back then we talked about satisfaction and loyalty, the whole notion of customer experience evolved over time, um, probably came about, you know, so after I left JD Power and Associates, I did a stint with Mattel um, and then went back to the market research side and then ended up on the VOC side. And I think those VOC vendors are probably some of the key initiators in terms of the term uh, customer experience, you know, and so, so I spent um, about from 2000 to 2015, I think it was, at, you know, at various VOC vendors, Medallia, uh, customer sat, Medallia, Allegiance, uh, Confirm It, okay. Touchpoint Dashboard. Um, I, I did an, another client stint with uh, Fidelity. Um, and then my last, you know, corporate gig was with a um, AI, a predictive prescriptive analytics firm here in uh, Orange County, California. So, and then went out on my own four years ago and started CX Journey Inc. So I've seen sort of the evolution of customer experience, customer service, um, the metrics, the, like all of it, right? You know, and it's been a, been a pretty interesting ride. Yeah, that's great. And so Annette, uh, it's gonna feel like a simple question, but we do it for a reason. What is employee experience? Yeah, and I think it's an important thing to to talk about. You know, when I when I do presentations or when I'm speaking, right, I always start with definitions because I think we all need to be on the same page. You know, I do the right. same thing with customer experience, right? And I, I typically say that, you know, the employee experience is the sum of all the interactions that employee has over the duration of her or his or her employment with with a brand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or or the employment relationship. But it's also the actions and the capabilities that enable the individual to do their jobs. Um, and I'll talk about those in a second. And then also the, you know, feelings, emotions, and perceptions about, about all of that. Right. And I think that's yeah. the really important part is, is, you know, the, the employer um, provides 
all of these things, but it's really important to know how the um, employee feels about, you know, about that, uh, about that employment. Right. Um, and so we've heard an awful lot about employee experience naturally the past uh, year, especially yeah. uh, what are what's causing the shift in demand? What are, what are employees asking for? Uh, what do you, what can you report? Well, so it's interesting because uh, let me, let me do two sides of that. So I'll start with sort of the last year and then I'll, then I'll go back to sort of a broader, bigger picture. So in the last year, I think it's been around, um, obviously around health and safety. I mean, that's number, there's, a, there's probably nothing even close to that for, for most employees. Right. Um, so that's at the top of the list. And then I think it has to do with, you know, this whole work from home thing is so new for mm. so many people. And I think what, what people are really, our employees are really looking for is, um, and it's a mixed bag, right? It's a mixed bag. Not everybody's got the same needs when they're working from home, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, still making sure that they are engaged with their teams and engaged, you know, with their coworkers, engaged with their managers or their supervisors. Um, a lot of it has to do also with uh, the flip side of that, which autonomy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, at first it was, oh my gosh, how do we keep tabs on all of our employees, you know? And like I said, I've been working from home for 20 years and I am so much more productive when I work from home than in the office where you're, and, and you have that human interaction, but that human yeah. interaction can also be a distraction, right? <laughs> so, and, and truth be told, they've discovered, they've done research over the last year to say that employees are more productive working from home. You know, of course, the first several weeks or whatever were a little bit of a, um, it's a little problematic, but yeah. but um, once people got settled in, it, it it became you know part of how we how we just do things. So I think those are two really big things, is and and feedback, feedback and communication are things that they're asking for too, right? What's going on? What's happening? What's they don't want to be disconnected from from the business, from their coworkers, from anything, right? So that communication just became more and more critical. And I don't think you know, going back to you know, beyond just this last year, I don't think that that's all that much different from what employee experience generally entails, right? So, right. so I always say, you know, and, and in the definition, I said, there's those um, capabilities, those capabilities and inter interactions, right? There, there's these things that I call their enablers and blockers for employees to be able to do their jobs. And I categorize them as soft stuff and hard stuff, right? So the soft stuff is some of the things that I just talked about, right? It's the communication, it's the transparency, it's it's the, you know, growth and development, it's the being empowered to do my job and knowing that I, you know, and doing real work and, and work that's impactful and meaningful, um, you know, focus on wellness and well-being um, and, and those kinds of things, right? The hard stuff, and this was, this this hard stuff was especially important in the early weeks of moving folks home. The hard stuff is what I call the, you know, the, the tools, the systems, the processes, mm -hmm. the, the policies, the workspace and the workplace to do their jobs. Because, you know, when I first start working with a client, I'll interview executives, employees, and customers. And the employees tell me, and these are their words, the employees tell me, we don't have the tools, you know, we don't have, you know, the policies are outdated or the processes are broken to serve our customers the way that they deserve to be served. So, you know, people come to work and they want to do a good job, right? But if they don't have those things to do a good job, then they can't, right? So. Right. Yeah, and you brought up something very interesting too, and it segues into my next question. 
uh, autonomy is necessary, right? And we all, I'm sure, love starting our morning with a coffee in our own house and you've yeah. got your on, you're sitting at your desk, you can do your work and get uh, situated without having to commute, uh, bike in, whatever you used to do. So there's naturally some some serious upside, but then the connection is, is still important, right? You still need to have that connection with your employees and you still need to, uh, in whatever way, facilitate the individual needs for a connection to each employee. So what does all of this, uh, how does this affect company culture? Well, you know, so here's the interesting thing is that culture has to be the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the starting place. And then the employee experience actually builds on that, right? So the culture is going to affect the experience. Um, so culture, uh, you know, I define that as core values plus behaviors. Mm -hmm. We have to define the behaviors that are both unacceptable and acceptable behaviors that are aligned with each of the core values and then socialize and operationalize those. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's really important that, so if the core values are in place and, and the culture, you know, it's a solid foundation that, you know, the communication and all the things that we just talked about, all of those things should come naturally. It should just yeah. be a part of the way that we do things, right? That's how we that's how we do things. Mm. Um, and uh, something I wanted to bring up also that uh, I'm kind of excited to get your feedback on because I know your answer and I know your excitement behind it. But yeah. when we think of employee experience, uh, you know, my question is going to be how does this actually marry customer experience and what does that look like and why is it important? Uh, and I love asking this question because every one of us has had an engagement with a brand where I won't name which brand, but the, uh, it was a ferry operator. I was going on vacation last August. It's all outside, so my family felt safe doing it. Uh, and I was trying to get my ticket for this ferry in person. And uh, it was as if this person's emotion and excitement for their work was completely wiped off their face. There was no enjoyment. There was no, and that as a consumer is something I feel, you know, when you're, when you're engaging. Uh, so, uh, to get to let you, the actual expert, talk about it. How does this uh, marry customer experience, and, and, and why are they so important together? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. There's this thing called the spillover effect, right? So that your emotions and how you feel and and all of that impacts the person in front of you, the person, the people yeah. that you're interacting with. So, absolutely, you know, the employees. It's it's exactly that. If the employees feel happy and satisfied and engaged and and excited about the work that they do and know that they're valued and appreciated that's only going to translate to a great experience for customers because they're going to come to work every day and they're going to feel proud and want to do a good job right you know and 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 customers are going to feel it but to your point if you see somebody who's just you know, they're in a bad mood or they hate their job. And I think we've all done that. We've probably all been in positions where, oh God, I hate my job. I don't want to get up this morning. And, you know, that kind of thing. And then it translates to not even just, not even your just customers, right? But to your coworkers and to everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it can really be very toxic. And so, you know, there's a ton of research out there too, that shows that, that companies that excel at employee experience and who have employees who are satisfied and happy and engaged, they're, they're more innovative, their customers are more satisfied, their employees are more productive, their metrics, whether it's NPS or whatever it is, are, are you know, 2x, 3x, their innovation is up, all of that, right? And so yeah. it really does um, 
it's it's not just something that we say for the sake of saying it. There is research behind it to show that you know when when you take care of your employees, they will take care of your customers. Um, so, who makes you proud, Annette? Who does it right? Well, you know, there's there's you know, I think there's the the usual suspects, right? You know, the top of minds are the you know the Zappos and the Ritz Carlton and the Southwest Airlines and the Delta Airlines, and then there's other companies like. WD-40, um, great brand here in San Diego, where, you know, again, they've got a, a, an amazing leader, they've got an amazing culture, and sort of, the, you know, the employee experience just kind of springs right from that, right? WL Gore is another interesting one. I know I'll try, try to throw some B2B examples in there because um, folks always say, oh, well, that's just a B2C thing, you know, we don't need to worry about that B2B, but WL Gore, another great example of, um, uh, an interesting, uh, great culture, an interesting sort of lattice matrix in terms of how they've got their employees structured and everything. So, so yeah, there's some, there's definitely some brands out there that are, that are getting this right. And you mentioned uh, in the beginning of today's discussion, uh, you've brought this up in the past, the importance of employee experience, and they've told you, ah, we'll just push this yeah. off, don't worry about it, let's think about the customer. So how are you convincing co uh, company leadership to get on board? with uh, putting employee experience at the forefront. Yeah, so so thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, when I was at JD Power and Associates, you know, going out to clients and saying, hey, you know, obviously we're gonna listen to the voice of the customer, but we should listen to employees too. And they'd be like, yeah, we'll do that later. Today, it's, you know, it, it actually starts with those interviews that I do when I first start mm -hmm. working with, um, with clients. Because again, the employees will tell me, employees tell me, again, they don't have the tools, the resources, the, the policies, process, whatever it is, to do the jobs that they need to do. I can make a very clear connection between the employee experience and the customer experience because when I do those interviews, you know, it's interesting because I might be talking to a group of folks in accounts payable or in account management or wherever it is, but then you go and you talk to the customers and they, the pain points that they tell you <laughs> are directly related to what the employees have just told you in terms of how miserable they are, or how they can't do their jobs and those kinds of things. So there's a very clear connection. And I think that if, if um, companies listen to both, they can see that connection. I worked for a software or with a software client years ago. This was probably back in 2002, 2003. And we did a relationship study with customers and a relationship study with employees and the customer said they had real pain points with account management, with the sales team, blah, blah, blah. Look over here at the employee re results. The account management team was the least satisfied. They had the most issues on their team and all of that. And so, yeah. the, the, but the, the rest of the rest of the you know, departments and the customers had no other issues except for that, right? You know, so very clear picture there. Yeah. Employee experience seems to be the mirror to yeah. this some of the problems with your customer experience. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Annette, if I can put you on the spot one last time. Okay. <laughs> We're already at uh, 1224 Pacific. All right. Um, I like to ask this question because again, you're, you're consulting and working with customer experience leaders day in and day out. But yeah. this past year, uh, it, it showed us that you, you can't always be prepared for what's next. So Annette, What's next? What should what should brands and retailers be thinking about uh, as we round the corner into 2021? And take this however you want to answer this question. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious to kind of, you know, what is Annette thinking of late at night when she's, uh, you know, imagining 2021 and what it means for everyone? Well, here's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking that every business out there is taking the time 
to understand their employees and understand their customers, right? We, you know, back in, in the, you know, a year ago, um, I, friends of mine were getting laid off. They were getting repurposed. They were whatever, you know, in this industry. And very quickly, they were getting hired back elsewhere because there were brands who knew that if I've got insights about my customers, if I've got insights about my employees, I can pivot, I can adapt, I can, I can be ready for this. And that was such an amazing thing to see. Mm -hmm. And my hope for 2021 is that more brands will do that. It doesn't matter what size business you are, small, medium, or large, just take the time to really listen and to understand. And that's going to guide you going forward, no matter what, you know, you can't, you you know, you can't find customers for your products. You've got to find products for your customers. You've got to solve problems for them. And there's no better way to do that than to take the time to, you know, listen and really understand them. Mm. Well, Annette, thank you so much for joining. This was an absolute pleasure. Uh, And again, uh, you are a true thought leader for customer experience and how brands can best prepare. Uh, So your time is valuable and I appreciate you making the time for us. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. All the things I love to talk about. So thank you. Pleasure. It's an easy off the cuff type. type (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you, Annette. Uh, Next week, everyone, we're joined by Jeff Toyster. He's a customer experience expert consultant. And uh, it's back at our original time, 11 Eastern on Tuesday. We'll talk then. Thank you for tuning in with Annette France.